your thanks for your time. Uh, it's Wednesday morning, um, post Chelsea defeat, just before head of the Leeds game. Um, I'm sure we'll get into the Chelsea game and the season in general, but just to start assess the state of play on and off the pitch so far this season, in your opinion. I mean, let's be honest, the facts don't lie in terms of our points return. Um, you know, it's not it's not been good enough, and we can't. I can't sit here and try and convince you or anyone else otherwise that the league table um, definitely doesn't lie. And certainly when you get nine games in as well, it's, it's a good enough chunk of time to sort of assess uh, where you're at. So, yeah, the start of the season on the pitch hasn't uh, hasn't been great. Um, I still think there's been some positive signs within that. And, you know, I think, uh, well, I know we've got we've got good players um, and we've got good staff and a good coach. And, you know, we've got a more than a good chance of, of getting out of this. You know, we recruited heavily in the summer and that takes time to, to gel. You know, let's not kid ourselves and do the amount of churn that we did in the squad, uh, which is big by certainly our standards. It's, um, that can take a bit of time to, to sort of gel together and, and I think it is, but you know, there's definitely, if you take Chelsea away, which I'm sure you'll ask me about, you know, there were shoots of recovery before that in the previous three games, you know, Everton away, I thought it was a good away performance. I know we lost, and people can say, yeah, you still lost, but it was a decent away performance. Burnley, not many will go there and, and get a clean sheet, um, and that was solid. And then Brighton at home, let's be honest, is a, is a nil-nil game. Maybe there's a big chance for each team, but again, solid against a team who I think could have gone top that day if they would have beaten us. So there's been some signs of recovery. There's definitely enough to show us that um, that we can achieve our aims, which is to, which is, which is to stay in the league. Um, I think there's been too much uh, too much noise and negativity around our club um, a lot of which has been unfair around you know our Norwich have Norwich given up they haven't had a go you know I think you know if we look at a few of the uh, few of the truths you know we're 11th we spent the 11th most money in Europe um, we invested heavily on in our coaching team in the summer to give them new contracts and, and reward them for the excellent work on the on the previous Previous four years, um, we've invested further in the infrastructure. You know, we've got a Premier League uh, training ground and, and facilities. We've got Premier League staff. You know, our staffing levels um, are very high. You know, for for a club of for a club of our size, it, we leave no stone unturned in terms of preparation for the players. Um, you know, we spend a lot of money on whether it's transport, etc. And so, I think when you hear words like um, you know Norwich aren't having a go or They've banked the money and, and run. Uh, they've accepted relegation already. Uh, it's it's both unfair, um, but more importantly, it's not true. And I think it's important. To, you know, I need to put put it on record that uh, this is a football club who are having a go, having a proper go, uh, who believe we're good enough, uh, believe in our work, uh, believe in our players. Um, you know, some of the some of the scandalous things which have been said about us. Um, are wrong and yes the only way to turn that around and prove people wrong is is by winning games we know that we've all been in the industry long enough to know that um, but to say we've not had a go or to question that we've accepted relegation already after nine games is a disgrace and you know we need to come back out fighting now uh, because we've got two options we sit here and we be that nice little Norwich that people can beat up and we don't fight back um, or we fight back and to be honest, we have to demonstrate the, the latter. We have to come out fighting. Um, starting with Leeds on Sunday, um, we need everyone here bang at it, uh, whether that's supporters, whether that's staff, whether that's players. Um, 
because we've got nowhere to hide now. Focus is on us. Everyone's given up. Everyone thinks we're down. Everyone thinks we're, you know, the worst team ever. It's up to us to prove people wrong because, you know, it's, we know what's under our bonnet, you know, and that excites us actually. Um, but what we don't need is we don't need people from within the club, uh, whether that's you guys in terms of the local media, whether it's our fan base, we don't need you giving up on us. We don't need our fans singing songs uh, about how rubbish must you be uh, withdrawing or something after five minutes. We actually need our fans to show a bit of teeth as well um, and make Carrow Road a difficult place to play uh, on Sunday um, and to see if we can uh, get also have our fans coming out fighting and, and fighting for this club. And, you know, we've played nine games. Uh, we've got 29 left. You know, if we're going to give up now, it's going to be a long, hard winter. So my advice to everyone um, from the top of the football club all the way through to our supporters is don't give up on this group of people now. Don't group, don't give up on the manager, the staff, the players now. This is a time where as a community and as a football uh, group of people here is when we need to come together. We don't need people to come together when we win the league. Anyone can do that. It's now, this is the moment where we find out on Sunday, can Carroll Road be a difficult place for Leeds United to come and play? Can our players be brave enough to put on a performance where you've got to roll up and show people that all right, we're going to show people here. We're live on TV. There's going to be a full house here. It's like, no, no, this is it. Um, and I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how uh, how we react to this because uh, you know we're we've we've been put on the canvas a couple of times and we either come back up now and we fight back or we or we lie down and get beaten up. And I certainly I can't accept that. You're talking about fans. Perhaps it's magnified losing seven at Chelsea in a manner of that performance. Do you understand on a broader season-wide so far, the frustration of your fan base? Uh, yes and no. I think um, the some of the fan reaction too early, in my opinion, when you look at the fixtures we had at the start, was um, to start criticising and booing was, was too early, in my opinion. Um, say what they want after Chelsea, we deserve everything we get for that, because that performance was, uh, was diabolical. Uh, does not represent what this football club is, and for the you know 1,500 fans that we had, who give up their Saturday, travelled a long way, spent a lot of money, that performance was completely unacceptable. And anyone who was in that ground um, deserves an apology um, and deserves a reaction this weekend. But what I also would say as well is, you can't just be part of the club and you know all cheery when things are well. Part of this football club, I believe, who's so connected to its community is, and have so many fans working within its staff, is also as a football fan identifying when your team needs you. And this team needs needs the supporters right now. Um, and we need a big performance from our supporters on Sunday. Now, we have to do enough on the pitch to warrant that, by the way. You know, we have to start well, we have to be on the front foot, we have to be brave, we have to be aggressive, all of them things. But we then need the fans to back it up. We don't need the fans if it's nil-nil after 20 minutes and someone gives a ball away with a forward pass to start groaning and oh here we go again and suddenly they go quiet and we're getting outsung by two and a half thousand Leeds fans um, we need a big performance from the supporters on the weekend and we then need to replay that um, and if we don't again we deserve the we deserve the criticism and what comes our way but all I'd say to the fans is don't give up on us now you know, we've had five years together with this set of people running the club. 
um, coaching the club, players who have, you know, let's not forget, have created some incredible moments for our supporters. Um, don't give up on us now. This is a time where we need to fight and come together. You know, um, we're going into a run of games which give us some opportunities. It's like, don't don't give up now. Um, if we don't reward you with a performance, that's fine, and, and we deserve what we what what flack we get. But don't give up on us. Two points from nine. Inevitable byproduct of that is a focus on your head coach. Is his job under threat? No, I think um, you know. You asked Daniel, no doubt. Is he happy at the minute? Of course not. None of us are. It's, it's it's unacceptable. You know, unacceptable what happened on Saturday, and it's unacceptable in terms of our uh, points return. None of us want that. You know, we're here to stay in the Premier League and to then thrive in the Premier League. You know, we believe we've got everything to be an established Premier League club, and at the minute, we're not demonstrating that on the pitch. But that doesn't come down to one man. You know, we've got three hundred staff here. Every single one of them has a massive responsibility to to step up. You know, we're now working at a higher level, a harder level. Everyone has to step up. You know, we've got 11 players who go on the pitch every week. You know, a manager can't do anything about a player losing his head and getting two yellow cards in nine minutes and getting sent off when you're right under the cosh. What do you do about that? So this is a time now where this isn't about focusing on one man. This is about focusing on the whole. Um, and as a whole and a collective, and it starts with me, um, we've not been good enough and we need to sort that out and, you know, not... It's not about an individual at this point. So just to clarify, there wouldn't be any, whether it's yourself, the board, a certain amount of games now that you've got to turn this around? No, because I think, you know, if we look at uh, Daniel and the guys have been here, about 210, I think, um, and we've had bad spells and we've had incredibly good spells within that. And I think uh, as a club, it's important that we, we stay level, um, we understand the bigger picture, um, and at times like this, it's about supporting and being together and, uh, and you know trying to get through this, not finger pointing or putting a game on people or you must get this amount of points on the next few games because football doesn't work like that. You know, we could be absolutely rubbish and beat Leeds on the weekend. We could be brilliant, hit the bar five times and lose one nil. And what do you do then? You know, and so that's where we can't get um, we can't get hooked up on that and we can't be setting targets of. Someone's got a game left, a two game left, ten games left, a season left, two seasons left. You know, we're fully committed to Daniel. That's why we give him a four year contract in the summer. The work he's done at this club has been beyond incredible. You know, I think um, you don't have to ask the older fan base. Some of the football produced, they say their words is the best they've ever seen. I can't comment on that. I've only been here four years, so I can only comment on that. Um, you know, some of the players that have been developed, uh, the culture, the connection, connection with the supporters, etc. To be questioning, questioning Dan at this point, I think, would be uh, incredibly unfair. You touched on recruitment earlier on. Is it very harsh nine league games in to start questioning that summer recruitment? And I'll talk specifically, maybe the two wide players, Jollis and Rashid, so not really seeing them starting games in the Premier League. Sargent has started, hasn't scored in the Premier League. Is that harsh, in your opinion, as the guy who oversaw that summer recruitment? Um, no, I don't think it's harsh. I think... Um, but I definitely think it's too early. I think it's... Um, you've got to remember the three of them came from uh, foreign countries. One of them is 19, the other one, one of them is 21. You know, these are young players. Um, you know, no, we normally have our 19 year olds out on loan in, in League One in England. So to expect Christos to be playing every week in the Premier League, he wasn't bought for that. You know, he was bought as um, incredible potential and potential needs time to, to nurture itself. And can he come through and make a big impact this season? Yeah, prob probably he can. 
but that's not an expectation on him, you know, and the price tag on him is not his fault, um, and that shouldn't bring any other, other pressure on him. Um, in terms of Josh, it's tough, I think, at the minute, being a striker for our team, you know, because we've had so many games where we haven't had much of the ball, and, you know, I challenge any striker in the world to have played up front for us against Chelsea um, and shown anything other than what Timu and, and Josh did. So I think it's too early to tell. But it's also not unfair to ask, and, and I fully respect that because, you know, again, it comes back to at the minute, no one's doing good enough. You know, there's not one player, one staff <laughs> member who can, you know, in my opinion, go to sleep at night going, oh, I've done my bit, I've cracked it. Not at all, because if that was the case, we'd be better than where we are, and uh, yeah, we have to, we have to get better. We're sitting here an hour or two after the accounts for the financial year came out, showing just over a 20 million profit. Largely, I think it's fair to say, the player sales, not just the last summer with Emi Buendia, prior to that, maybe Ben Godfrey, Jamal Lewis. Does that underline the importance of the work you've done in terms of the sales in the self-funded model and also getting Emi done as early as you did in the summer? Clearly, that's been reflected in the accounts that have come out. Yeah, I think, you know, Emi sale, I've spoken about it before, helped us do a lot of work that we did in the summer and that was um, that was great and, and very sort of welcome as much as we didn't want to lose a good player when someone tells you very clearly he will not be playing for the club again see you later then mate we don't need you thank you very much um, no one's bigger than the, than the football club so um, I think if we look at what's going on in the world the club's in a healthy state it's in a healthy state in terms of infrastructure accounting, staff levels, uh, squad. The one thing's wrong at the minute, we're bottom of the Premier League with two points. And, and that's a bit which we need to address. I think if we're sat here 12th, I think everyone's lauding our model. Everyone's saying that, you know, people who went off to try and do their own league three months ago, where everyone's now forgotten about that, um, is, you know, we'll be going, oh, that's a disgrace. You know, clubs need to be run properly. Clubs go and bust in the Football League, left, right and centre. Um, yeah, I think um, the club's in a healthy state and we should be proud about that. But to be honest, I would take us being in a worse state and in a better position in the league because, you know, we've talked for five years about, since I've been here, about the model and whatever. Um, that also can't become an excuse. You know, we've, we've invested heavily in our infrastructure. We've invested heavily in our squad. We've invested heavily in our staffing levels. And yeah, not to the level of Man United and Chelsea, but if we want to be Man United and Chelsea, my advice to every staff member or player or supporter well, go and work for them. If you want to, if you want to spend a hundred million on a player, you, you're gonna to have to go and work for them. If I want to do that as a sporting director, I need to try and become good enough to be the sporting director of a club who can do that. But when we look at our competition, and that's where we can only judge ourselves against, um, the facts are, we have been very ambitious compared to our competitors. You know, and at the minute we're underachieving because of that, and and that's where we need to. Um, we need to turn it around and, and the good thing is is we know we can and we know what we've got and you know we're not sat here two years ago it was very different and, and that, again another thing where I was like two years no it's not two years ago we were miles off we were not good enough and I know people can look at the performances at the minute and go well it don't look much better and I get that completely get that you know watch that Chelsea performance I'd sound like an idiot saying we're miles better than two years ago because we didn't lose 7-0 two years ago to anyone but Two years ago, we didn't have a go. We made a very conscious decision. We were honest about that, um, as we always are, and we always try and be with our supporters and staff and everyone. We were honest enough to go, no, 
we're going to use this money to help build our infrastructure to look much more like a Premier League club because at that point it looked closer to League One than Premier League club. And that's what we did. And there's not one regret within that because, you know, two years ago everyone's saying we need to be Sheffield United. I'm not sure people would say that today, you know, uh, because they stayed up for a season. Huddersfield the year before stayed up for a season and we were, we were not willing to go all in just to try and step for one year because it's like, well, what happens the next year? Um, so we made real conscious decisions of what we did. And we communicated them and, and we're honest about that. Um, this summer was very different. This summer was very different. We've got a squad together full of internationals. Um, we've, like I say, we've invested heavily in staff and infrastructure, etc. So we've had a go and we know we're good enough. We know we've got enough quality um, to stay in this league. Doesn't mean we'll stay in it because it's a ruthless league. And you know, Bournemouth two years ago got relegated by, let's be honest, goal line technology not working at Villa Park. You can get relegated by goal difference in this league by a point. Look at Leicester not quite getting in the Champions League by 20 minutes to go of the season they were in it. It's a, that's why we love football, right? It's a fine margins. But the fact is, we have got enough to be right in that fight to stay in this league. And, um, and that's why for us it's very different. But we need to show that on the point, on the pitch. And we need to get people to believe that with our actions, not, not just words, because it's easier to talk about it. You know, we need to deliver performances and results now. Two more if I can. Just January and potential business. Will, will you look to do something or will that be heavily dependent on where you are in terms of league status? I don't think it'd be particularly busy for us. Um, I think it's too early to tell at the minute because I still think so many of ours are settling in. You know, take take Ozan Kabak for example. Prior to him starting here against uh, Watford, he played forty five minutes since April. You know, that is hard to come up to come up to speed, especially at a level which is, let's be honest, outrageously high. Um, so I think with so many, we're still trying to find out where they're at and, and where they are and they're trying to adapt to the pace of this league um, so yeah it's too early at the minute uh, but would I expect massive business absolutely not no. uh, final one for me we obviously touched on Daniel's future earlier on your own future we know the contractual situation end of the current season you said like in the summer not an issue if it was internally that I'd deal with it anything you can give us in terms of an update with your own future no um but I think it'll be sorted very soon. I think, you know, within the next month, we've got an international break in November um, where we'll sort that out. And all I'd say to people at the minute is it's not an issue uh, internally. If it is externally, I can't control that or we can't control that, but it's not an issue internally. And at the minute, it's it's actually not important. What's, what's important at the minute is Leeds United on Sunday um, and us putting on a performance and showing that we've grown a pair and that we can win a game of football at this level and bring belief back into to our supporters and, and everyone else. Um, that's the only thing which matters at the minute. Whether I'm here or gone is irrelevant because the only thing which matters is a football club and we have to do everything we can to make sure that this club is as healthy and as successful as it can be. Um, whether I'm here or not is irrelevant.